Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here, and welcome to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where we focus on not living in regret. I am sorry I haven't podcasted in a couple weeks. I came off that illness, had to catch up on work and take off on my vacation, and I did try and podcast while I was gone, and I'm sorry, but I was, uh, it just was so busy. We were visiting friends, and then you get on the cruise, and all of it was new and overwhelming, and the cruise ship was huge. I'm going to talk about that today, today, actually, so if you're listening to this podcast, I'm actually going to talk about cruising today, so if you have no interest in this whatsoever, catch my next one. I'll probably podcast, podcast almost every day this week. I've got so much catch-up to talk about. Um, but anyways, I was in the middle of a podcast, thought, hey, you know what, I'll podcast from the ship. My husband came back to the room early, swung open the door, banged it against the wall, so I've sound stuff, and started yapping away about what he had booked, and then he looks at me and goes, oh, I'm sorry, I interrupted, and everything left my brain that I was going to tell you guys. So yeah, that didn't go so well. <laughs> so here we are again. And I'll, I might as well admit it, I got in my sauna, and you know I podcast on um, Boss Jock in my sauna. On occasion, and I uh, did a whole podcast and forgot to hit the record button. The little voice thing was zipping up and down, but yeah, but the counter wasn't going. So yeah, you go on vacation and you get uh, lame brain. There's just, you know, things that happen. So let me tell you about my vacation. Now, cruising is something I love. Even though I've only done it a few times. My biggest cruise was literally 22 years ago, Royal Caribbean, 10 days, um... I have to laugh, my ex-fiance and I were definitely a decade younger than anybody else on the boat, especially back then when they used to talk about the 7, 10, 14, 21, 30-day cruises. Every time you add a few days, you take up the demographic by a decade. Probably not as much anymore, uh, simply because a lot of people have freer lifestyles, I think. We're not as set as we were 30 years ago in the 9 to 5, you know, four weeks vacation. There's a lot more entrepreneurs. People are valuing their time more than their work these days, I, I'm really finding. And so you see just a lot more diversity. Our boat was brilliantly diverse. You still have a you know majority of seniors, because the bottom line is they are the ones that uh, can afford it and, and have the time. But there was a lot of kids on our boat because we took out of Canaveral, which is we're the in the Orlando, uh, Florida area. And that's where the Disney World and Universal Studios parks and everything are. So they do say that you tend to get that. But let's go back to the cruise. So I booked this cruise as a surprise for my husband for our uh, anniversary back in early summer and gave it to him September 28th, our anniversary. And then we went November 11th, our 10th, we got on a plane. Great. I literally just emailed our travel agent who, although I'm Canadian, is actually in the States because we've done a couple of uh, repositioning cruises over the years and they just go from Vancouver and they're usually the cruise ships that are from Alaska and they're heading down the coast now to go on to different routes. So we've done a four day with Holland American down to San Diego. Absolutely love that ship. Food was great. Really enjoyed it. Did a three day cruise on Princess down to LA. Uh, hated the boat. Absolutely hated the boat. The food was fabulous. So you know, it's all kind of bizarre. It was just poorly laid out. And I mentioned that because of the difference between that boat and this one. Now, those were smaller boats. I assumed I was just getting on a normal cruise ship that was newer. So when I gave George my itinerary, I, I couldn't leave from Fort, da Fort Lauderdale or Miami. I only had this much time. It had to be Canaveral. I prefer Royal Caribbean. I wanted it on this date. And here's my price range. So he went to work. 
And I guess maybe he assumed I had done my research because, you know, the emails were like, oh, I've been on this cruise ship twice. You're going to love it. It's an experience. It's only two years old. All great. Still wasn't registering for me because I haven't really been following the cruise world for a long time. Well, as it turned out, we were in Orlando for three days visiting our friends. Now, we have good friends down there that are now American citizens, um, just recently, actually, this past year. But they've been down there for over a decade, I think. And they were originally Canadians. And they're not coming home. They've, they've made their home down there, and, and they love it. So I'm uh, doing whatever I'm doing, and my little surrogate niece comes running in the room. Miss Shelley, your cruise ship's on the TV. And I'm like, what do you mean my cruise ship's on the TV? She goes, it is. So we go in and there's the news. It was the second inaugural, uh, it was like the inaugural cruise. I think one had left the week before, but for whatever reason, our ship leaving was a big thing on the news, the local news. And we saw the size of the ship and went, what? We had no idea we were getting on the largest cruise ship in the world. Now, the Oasis of the Sea is Royal Caribbean's, um, one of their two sister ships that are these new massive Massive ships, 6,100 people or 6,200 people they hold. Our ship had 5,800, 57 or 58, I believe the uh, cruise director said. And there is a new ship, Tran not Tranquility of the Sea? Sorry, left my brain. I mean, just Google this stuff. You can find it easy enough. That is the brand, brand new one. It's just Harmony of the Sea. It's just being launched, and it is one foot larger. <laughs> Whatever that foot bought them. Anyways, it was a walk, floating hotel. It was like walking into a Vegas hotel when we walked like on the main level, deck five, and onto what they call the promenade. It was super wide, uh, two, you know, two sides of, of pedestrian walking, so lots and lots of room, New York pizza place, a sports bar, which it was Sunday. You can imagine right where my husband headed once we got oriented. He was like, sorry, got to go. And, of course, we're at Eastern time, and we're used to watching football starting at 10 a.m., excuse me, in the morning, not thinking. So he's watching the Seahawks play at eight, which is so weird for us on the West Coast. So he's, he's thrilled. I almost didn't get a dinner date. He was just so thrilled all the games were being broadcast, and that's where he, he set up shop. Watch shops, Kate Spade, you know, Michael Kors, uh, Duty Freeze, I mean, clothing, jewelry. It just was crazy, absolutely crazy, but beautiful. And there was daylight because Above the fifth floor, there in part of the promenade, they had a glass ceiling. Well, a couple of floors up, three exactly, is the above that on deck eight was the Park Avenue. It was just like New York. It was just stunning. And it has got something like 1,200, or was it 20, thousands of plant, live plants. First cruise ship that's ever got, has live plants, live trees and everything on it. And that is open to the open air. So when you're walking on the on the um on Park Avenue, Park Avenue is that I got the right name right? Doesn't matter. That is where all the pay for extra restaurants are, and that's a big new thing on the big new cruise ships. Is you know you have the dining rooms and the buffets, but if you really want to eat well, you have to pay extra. You know, thirty dollars a person to go to nicer restaurants. We didn't do any of that uh, except for one experience. I'll I'll tell you that one in a minute. We didn't do much of that on this cruise. Uh, because we really were economizing and we were just testing. We just said to ourselves, let's not go crazy. Let's just decide what we like and what we think we'd like to do next time. I made tons of notes and I'm definitely sharing some of them with you now just to see what what was what. Because it, like I say, it was all an, an ex a new experience for us. Well, that, we'll call it Park Avenue. I think I've got the wrong name. 
that skylight that's down that lets light into the fifth floor, that now is a, a glass dome up in the middle of the park in Central Park. Actually, I think it's called Central Park. My apologies. And all the plants are around those, and the restaurants are all around both sides. The other neat thing of why you've and that's open to the air, so if it rains, you're getting wet, and keeps all these plants watered is there are cabins on the inside of the ship that have balconies because the center of the ship at both ends is hollow. Oh, my power came back on. I was podcasting on my iPad because we lost our power about 15 minutes ago. And that was really neat. So this ship not only had huge amounts of balcony suites on both sides, in fact, the whole length of the ship, basically, they had inside stuff as well. So the lovely thing was our cruise director put us on the sixth floor at the front of the ship, which is lovely because right above us on the 15th floor, like straight up the elevator, is the adult-only solarium. It has a small buffet, hot tubs, and seating. Definitely where the older generation hang out. But if you do need to get out of the weather and you just want to get away from kids, it's a great place to be. But also, one we are on the sixth deck, deck five. The, the solarium was where you just were the board, uh, the promenade. Sorry, is where everybody just walked back and forth. It's where things happened. It's where the captain greets you on formal night. It's just that the promenade was the activity of all things front to the middle of the ship, and it's your walkway. I just want to make a quick point. Don't hesitate getting ready early for the first formal night because everything happens the first night. Nothing really happens the second. I forgot to put that in the podcast. And the dining rooms are all in the center. So it was just a fabulous location. Um, I didn't realize how atrophied and how weak I'd gotten from being sick for so many weeks. You know, you don't realize how important activity is until you either are bedridden or couch ridden for weeks on end. There's a reason in hospitals today they get you up and get you walking as fast as possible. So I was in, I was swollen and in a lot of pain the first few days because I hadn't exerted myself like that for a long time. And the bottom line is, although I did plan, you know, all flat shoes for the day and the excursions and the and sandals for the boat, um, it's a lot of walking. So that is a good thing. In fact, my husband was doing the walking deck outside in the mornings because he definitely is up before me. Not in our normal life, but on vacation because I'm tired. <laughs> you know, I'm worn out on vacation. And where some people go to relax, I actually have to come home and almost recover from vacation. So that was really fabulous. He was out, they have a walk and run deck around, lap around the whole cruise ship on, on deck five. So again, very, very neat. Anyways, um, so let me t- tell you a little bit more about the boat. So at the back of the boat is all the kids stuff. There is a boardwalk. And that is like a Coney Island strip with a carousel, Coney Island hot dogs, a 1950s diner, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, lots of extra pay stuff, unfortunately. You can have breakfast in some of these places inclusive, but then you have to pay something for for other things. Not the hot dogs, but Ben and Jerry's, all the Starbucks, all of that is extra. And you can buy special tea drink packages to deal with all of those types of things. And while I'm on the subject, when it comes to drink packages, Royal Caribbean does not insist that if one person in the cabin has a drink package that the other person does as well. And that is very nice because I simply just don't drink that much. And when I want something, I'll just buy it. But for $52 a a day, you know, my husband enjoys drinking and it's a big part of his vacationing. So it, they lose money on him, I swear. And it's, I got the pot package just so I could access water because the last repositioning cruise we went on, I had no access to fresh water other than whatever they were serving in the dining room. And when those closed, I couldn't fill water bottles and things. So it was like, oh, so I get the drink package, uh, pot package so I can drink club soda all day, which was my kind of my compromise. Well, I didn't really need to do that. Uh, 
because the ship is bigger and the buffets, there's something always open. I could get water. And Keith had the, I got one of the pop. You get these funky little um, mugs, and they're, they have an actual computer chip in them that allow you to go up to these huge pop machines that are all over the boat. There's about three or four of them. And refill on your own. You don't need to bother a bartender or ask anybody to help you. That was kind of neat. And, you know, he had a cup with his booze package, so, I mean, I could have just got a diet caffeine-free Coke once in a while as a treat if I'd wanted one. Um, but as it turned out, you know, it didn't matter. I made good use of my package, but I probably won't do it next time. It's just, I drink water all day long, and I tend to pack drink mixes with me, like things that have antioxidants and from different multi-level marketing companies. Uh, so drink additives, energy, amino acids, things that taste good, but I just need water. So my, my, my needs are a little different. So the biggest thing I would recommend to you is talk to your travel agent, know your needs and wants. So we went to, I went to orientation. Yeah, I went. Keith's like, I'll watch the game. You go find out about the ship, of course. And they actually break this huge ship into seven neighborhoods. Well, you know, it's kind of informative because quite honestly, Keith and I lived in two the whole time, three maybe. It's very true. We didn't have children with us and we didn't have to worry about going to the solarium because the main pools rarely had children in them. Once or twice, but definitely no babies and diapers and all that stuff because they have their own pools at the back of the boat with water parks and slides and their ice cream machines are back there and their own pot machine is back there. You know what I'm saying? They're very, very well looked after. Plus, uh, further to the back of the boat is where they have those funky um, wave rider machines where you can fake surf and stuff just to riot. So the teenagers are all looked after. By the way, if you're taking teenagers cruising, go on the big ships. They have their own meet and greets. They have their own dances. They, you will never see your children unless you want to. So it was really, really amazing how well organized this boat was. A little crazy the first day, which we could have avoided if we had been better informed about doing a few more things online that I wasn't aware of. So I think our travel agent thought we were a little, we have good friends that we cruise with that he books for the two of us couples. I think he thought we had their knowledge and we didn't. And so we, we kind of weren't as organized as I could have been, even though I definitely handled a lot of things. I could have handled more. I could have booked all of our shows, which you have to do on boats this big, 6,000 people, all the shows you book in advance. So you choose when you want to go, and if you don't show up, then they open it to general seating 10 minutes before the show. So yeah, that's great. Your seat definitely probably won't go to waste. But we never saw the comedy show. We never saw Cats. Yes, there was a full two-and-a-half-hour Broadway production of Cats on the boat, but it'll be there five years. Every major show is five years on these ships, and we'll see it next year. But the one I missed the most was the headliner. They had apparently this amazing um, impressionist that could sing anybody's voice, right, from Andrew Bocelli to a country to anything, and we missed him. So that was my biggest disappointment. Saw all the aqua shows, the comedy, sh uh, not the comedy, the sing and dance show, you know, come fly with me. There's always something for every age demographic. But at the back of the boat, the very back, like literally it's that and then you're in the ocean again. There is an aqua theater where the high diving and all that Cirque du Soleil stuff happens and the rock climbing walls. And again, that's right at the end of the kids' boardwalk. And that is all open to the air from the 8th deck to the 15th. So all those cabins have balconies as well. And they can sit on their balcony and look right out the back of the ship into the ocean. So really kind of interesting. Front of the ship has beautiful uh, private suites, including full two-leveled multiple bedroom suites. I mean, they'll be eight or ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 probably. But they have their own entrance, their own dining room, and their, their uh, balconies all face out front. 
And so they never even have to eat with the rest of the, the place, the uh, restaurants, if they don't want to. The rest of the guests, sorry. They have their own private dining room. So, you know, like I said, you've got something for everybody. There's an ice rink on board. Kids just thought that was fabulous. Royal Caribbean is aligned with DreamWorks, not Disney. So it's all the DreamWorks characters, you know, Shrek and Puss in Boots, um, How to Train Your Dragon, who else? Uh, I just can't think off the top of my head, but any uh, Kung Fu Panda. So any of those kids' movies, that's their characters that are on board and the movies they're showing, blah, blah, blah. As well, when they did the ice show, they did the Hans Christian Andersen. They called it Frozen in Time, a little play on words. There was no Disney Frozen there. The Little Mermaid, all of it was Hans Christian Andersen tales, which is where all the stuff comes from, but more to its roots. On an ice rink, in the ship, on the fifth floor, or the fourth floor. Yeah, I'm not, or third, fourth, I think. It was unbelievable, including the kids' area that goes off on another direction. They, it was really the most best organized ship I've ever been on, where everything was central. So you go into this almost like a, uh, a central hub, and just like a pinwheel, like spokes, doors go off from this central location into, for instance, the adult entertainment went into all the theaters and the casino, like anything like that. In the kids' section, it went off into all of their stuff ice rinks, and their babysitting area has a science lab, an art room, and I mean, we're talking, you're like you're at Science World in Vancouver. Unbelievable activities for these children. It was, like I say, you you just never saw kids, and you certainly never saw unhappy kids. I don't think I heard a kid cry the entire week. It was unbelievable, until I got in the plane coming home, and then they're overtired, but after before that, it was wonderful. So I was very disappointed. I'm just going to give you all the, the feedback I can, just in case you're thinking about cruising. Like I said, talk to your cruise agent. Find out what kind of perks you can get. Find out what their loyalty program is. Royal Caribbean has Crown and Anchor. They were able to find my husband's cruise from 2000, made us gold members. But we didn't find out until mid-cruise, because we really had a tough time pinning this woman down that was supposed to be in the library. And... Um, there's a lot of perks for that. Like we went into uh, Vintages, which is their wine bar, and it was all we ordered all tapas and had a, and two uh, tasting flights. Lovely evening. The food was so much better than the dining room. But until we went to pay for it, and the gentleman saw that we had, were gold members, he came back. We could have ordered a hundred and sixty dollar bottle of aged wine for eighty dollars half price instead of the two $30 flights. And we would have done that in a heartbeat to have one good bottle because we didn't really even enjoy three of the wines. I, all okay about the tasting and flights. That's how it works. But, you know, three of them really weren't that great. And they were just sort of like, hmm, yeah, I wouldn't buy that. Whereas for, we spent 60 we could have spent 80 and had a spectacular bottle of wine and then just order tapas. So you live, you learn. We know that for next time. And the Crown and Anchor members do have a few private functions throughout the cruise where there's free champagne and hors d'oeuvres and things like that. So just keep those things in mind. It does, if loyalty is going to get you somewhere or just jump from ship to ship. The big thing about Royal Caribbean is, and I, I'm sure they're all like this, the first 48 hours, if you rebook your next cruise, there are huge savings, like $500 a cruise with onboard credits and things like that. So we're booked for next year for less money than this cruise on a beautiful bal balcony suite on the same floor so we're, and with credit on our account. So we are very excited about that. Very excited about that opportunity. Would I stay with these big ships? I don't know. Um, we didn't get to see everything. We missed a lot. So we're going to go back and do the Eastern Caribbean. But there is a part of me that says we might have to go back to smaller ships at one point. I am a foodie and I'm a winophile and I do enjoy dressing for dinner. So this ship was very casual, which I didn't enjoy. So the formal nights were formal. 
for the most part, but although it said right in the documentation, you are not allowed in the dining rooms, uh, not the buffets, you can walk into the buffet in your bathing suit for crying out loud, but in the dining room, there's three. Anytime seating on level three, uh, one of the formal dining or grand uh, dining room on level four and the silk dining room on level five. So the first night we're standing in line forever for over an hour trying to get into anytime dining and we just lost it. I lost it. And the fellows came around saying, are you sure you don't want, you know, a set seating? And we're like, yes, take us now. <laughs> and we're on West coast time. So an eight o'clock dinner for us was not, was not out of the, out of the ordinary. It was really only five o'clock to our, to our body clocks. And we were much happier with that. Then we had our same server and blah, blah, blah. But we were sitting alone because we didn't book it in advance. And next year, we'd like to sit at a table and, and be able to chat with people, especially my husband. So there was good and there was, you know, bad. And you just needed to decide, you know, who you are as a person and what you prefer. I have no problem with the anytime dining being more casual. But when I'm dressed for dinner and someone walks into the actual dining room, which is, you know, very formally decorated, and they're in shorts and flip-flops and a tank top. I have an issue with that. Now, there's lots of people listening to this podcast that don't. I completely respect that. But I like to cruise for the glamour. It's kind of my same thing with Vegas. I love to dress up in Vegas. Those are my places to, to wear those types of clothes and, and to be that little more formal. And unfortunately, on this cruise, I didn't see a lot of it. But by day three, I said, screw it, and just carried on dressing for dinner. And quite honestly, the older people all still dress for dinner. So it really, I wasn't that out of place. But these are just things to remember that you do not have to feel intimidated by the dress codes any longer. So if you've put off cruising because of children or because you're, you know, didn't think that would be your lifestyle, take my word for it. Every demographic was on this boat, you know, right down to the cowboy, you know, uh, hats and boots. Um, there was everything there. So you, you'd you be fine. There's just a little something for everything, for everybody. So the seven neighborhoods, like I said, we lived in two of them. That's our, our tastes and the things that we like to do. You definitely want to shop if you were watching and jewelering shopping when you're on a cruise ship. Tax and duty free. You cannot touch those prices. It is unbelievable. And I didn't re realize that till a few years ago. We did go into St. Thomas. Um, I've already been there. I'm not, it's controlled by the United States. So... I don't find it a nice island. They don't keep up the infrastructure. The roads are a disaster. But it is the shopping mecca capital of the Caribbean. So that is where you want to be. And St. Martin's, the uh, Holland, right? Dutch side. They keep brilliantly care of the Dutch side of the island. And in fact, since I've been there last, a lot of money has been spent on infrastructure, roundabouts, new roads. It's just lovely, lovely, lovely. It was night and day from St. Thomas. Uh, French side of the islands where you go right to the other side where the, you know, the um, airplane beach they talk about, where it takes right off over your head, and the clothing optional beach is. Now, Orient Beach on St. Martin's has changed, at least in my memory. I don't remember it being the way I saw it this time. I just remember driving by on a tour and a lot of our staff that was on the boat were waiting for on us were there waving at us going, hey, guys, and it was like, you're nude. Thanks for sharing. So to me, it was just the nude beach. But Orient Beach now, that whole bay has turned into uh, different owners that own the sections of the beach or have business on the beach where you rent $10 per person, you rent a bed. They're beautiful, thick mattresses. It comes with an umbrella. Drinks are expensive. Take a credit card or cash. We, we forgot the credit card, so we were a little limited what we could do. And showers, restaurants, bars, and clean washrooms. And free Wi-Fi. 
absolutely spectacular. Little cheaper ones down the beach, $5, cheaper beds, got a free rum drunk, rum drink, sorry. Then at the end of Orient Beach now, that's the clothing optional. Maybe it was always that way, but I, in my memory, it's been 22 years, is not how I remember it. So it is very French Riviera almost looking over there, and it is gorgeous. The water is gorgeous, but you're on the open side, so it's a little rougher. There is a big beach when you get into St. Martin's and get off the ships. Uh, you take a water taxi into town, and beaches are beautiful, whereas St. Thomas, that's just all seawall. You can't, there's no beaches right where you uh, dock. However, it was crazy busy, crazy I'm not a shopper, so that holds no appeal to me whatsoever unless I'm looking for something. And so we just got out of there as fast as we could. We spent the 20 bucks on the taxi and got ourselves out of that disaster of people. However, I have to tell you two things if you haven't tried them or you're thinking of cruising. St. Martin's, you may not, any of the islands, you may not bring liquid back onto the boat. So do not get drinks and carry them on. I did that by accident in St. Martin's. St. Thomas, we were aware, but St. Martin's, we... No, St. Thomas, they didn't check us. Nassau, they did. And then back in St. Martin's, we went through security again. So it was like, what? They have a guava berry liqueur there. They're famous for in St. Martin's. And they make a guava berry colada. It leaves a pina colada in the dust. It is spectacular. But the best thing is their coconut milk, coconut smoothies. And they're right when you get off the boat. They're non-alcoholic. So they're still $7, but they're non-alcoholic. You have never tasted it. If you like coconut, you've never tasted anything like it. It's real coconut water, real coconut milk, real coconut, and they are fabulous. What they would have tasted like with a couple of ounces of spiced rum in them, I can't even imagine the ambrosia that would have been, but do yourself a favor. Try those things as you're getting off the boat. Do not leave them for the end of the day, okay? You just are not allowed to bring anything on, on board, so I had to step aside and rush my drinks, which I was really looking forward to taking into onto the boat and enjoying because I didn't have the drink package and I really enjoyed those drinks. Oh, well, you live, you learn. So what haven't I covered? And there was a couple of things I meant to mention, which when I realized I'd done this whole podcast and forgot to hit record in the, in the infrared sauna. So I've talked about the boat. I've talked about the location. Uh, Canaveral is a lovely port. It, it, you know, it's a good 45 minutes out, but it is wonderful. We took our friends there because there are restaurants all over the place and a beautiful beach is down there. So lots of people go out for the afternoon and watch the cruise ships come and go and have lunch. And that's what we did with our friends the day before, the two days before we left on our cruise. And we treated them to say thank you for doing this all for us because they were our taxi drivers. They made the trip possible for us. So we're gr very grateful to Dan and Sandy and the, and the kids. And we just had a wonderful time, just wonderful time with our friends. We miss them. We miss them very much. So it's, it's a great excuse now if we're going to cruise for a couple years and, and hopefully Dan doesn't get a job in another state because uh, we need him to stay in Florida. We need to be able to see them and we need to be able to have our vacations. <laughs> Not that it's all about us or anything. So hopefully they'll, they'll still be there. They just moved into a new house so I know they're hoping they get to stay. What else can I tell you about the cruise ship? So yeah, just make sure that you know what you want. We will do some of the pay for restaurants next time. Uh, definitely, um, oh, here's something for the healthy people. I'm a celiac, and Royal Caribbean has really paid attention to gluten-free eating. The Windjammer Buffet, which is their big buffet in the middle of the boat, there is an entire kiosk that is all gluten-free. I thought it was just gluten-free buns with the little sign. It wasn't until day two I realized, because I just go for my salad bar. I just love salad bars at lunch. Because, I mean, no one gets out 10 or 12 things for a plate of salad when you're at home. You know, you just don't. But there, it's all there. So you, 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 you've you got everything you need. Olive and cheese and eggs and, oh, it's just fabulous.
just love it. Anyway, so I didn't realize the whole kiosk was safe for me, which means at lunch, meats with gravies and anything like that, I could eat. It was thickened with non-flowery type things. I was so grateful. If there was a soup or a pasta or a mashed potato or a meat in a gravy, sausages, anything on that kiosk, I could eat. That was lovely. When it came to the dining room, the best they could do there is they did bring me gluten-free bread, but it's better to go grab the buns at lunch and then just bring them with you because they don't, for some reason, they don't get the buns up to the dining room, which makes no sense. They bring you bread, and one night they brought me raisin bread with my dinner. Like, it's like, I don't want raisin bread with my dinner, but thanks. Um, so I just kind of had to learn to, to, to understand how they worked within the ship. But they would bring me the menu the night before, and anything on it that they could, they would make it gluten-free for me the next night. They just needed it to notice in advance. So if they knew, for instance, I, I wanted French onion soup, they just left the bread off and melted the cheese on the top for me. I ordered uh, uh, lamb one night. My reduction sauce and everything was made separate from the rest of the menu. They refused to let me eat the mashed potatoes, even though there was gluten-free mashed potatoes at lunch, um, because they couldn't guarantee they were gluten-free. So they, I had a lot of baked potatoes that cruise, I got to say, and I got kind of sick of those. But I also just realized that um, there was a few things I did wrong. First day we ordered breakfast in the room because we were going into NASA and we thought it would save time. No, don't do that. And it also was not fantastic at all. It really, and everyone said the same thing. Yeah, breakfast is kind of gross. So for whatever reason, they can't seem to get that to your room as, as lovingly fresh as is when you go to breakfast. Because we're on West Coast time, we miss the dining room every morning until the last day. They could have made me gluten-free French toast every day. And let me tell you, it was spectacular. But what I forgot was the gym has a juice bar, a protein juice bar and, and shake jar, bar, sorry, that is not extra charges. So I could have literally gone in every morning and had a protein smoothie, and I will do that next time. I've made notes because I really struggled a little bit. Your eating habits change so drastically when you're on vacations like that, and when you have issues like I do with health and mobility, inflammation, and your celiac, and struggle with too much sugar, I really have to be careful. And honestly, I'm not a freak. I really find it quite food... I find food easy. I have a girlfriend that struggles and and everything's an issue. Like I went down to pick up my dog. They babysat my dog yesterday and she was already shocked that I knew what I was making for dinner that night. It's like, well, yeah, there was meat in the freezer and the vegetables in the fridge. I'm good. So food for her is an issue. but And I feel bad for her for that because food for me is a complete no-brainer. Complete no-brainer. And I could have stayed a little healthier, gained a little less weight maybe, and just had a little less issues if I had of just... Gone to the dining room a couple mornings, but stuck to my smoothies, do my um, buffet salads and fresh meats, and then sat down to a nice dinner and left the bread alone. I way overdid the gluten-free bread because it was such a phenomena for me to have it. I mean, not at home, but I mean when I'm out and on vacationing, to have it everywhere. I completely, with the cheese and the bread, I just was out of control and I'm paying for it now that we're home. And I paid for it at the end of the cruise. The very last night, they served rack of lamb or, or no, lamb something, roasted lamb of some sort. It was spectacular. And it was the first time I had to send food back the whole cruise because it was day seven. It was the best meal of the whole cruise for me. They only served two amazing things that I loved. They served an amazing prime rib, like nobody's business. It was spectacular. And that lamb. Everything else, I had salmon a couple times because I didn't have any other options. It was just okay. I, it, honestly, it was, it was good, but it was just okay. You got to understand, I'm a West Coast girl. I, you know, fish and everything is at my disposal here that my husband catches fresh 
So, you know, you just know that about yourself. But, you know, there was only uh, lobster one night the whole week. Everything else you had to pay for. So, yeah, enough about that. But just just a little disappointed in the food and the menu options in the main dining room. And uh, and we will definitely try out Chops or the, uh, the uh, Giovanni's maybe next time, which are pay-for restaurants. What else can I tell you? Coffee packages in order to drink Starbucks the whole cruise are quite expensive, like 20 bucks a day. Just be aware. But everything's top shelf. So that, again, if you've been doing all-inclusives in, in, um, in Mexico and you're thinking about doing a cruise, the booze is so much better. You, you, are, you are Grey Goose Vodka. You are um, top-of-the-line gin. You are Patron Tequila. So absolutely top shelf alcohol, okay? Everything was lovely. Good, good brands of Prosecco, good champagnes on board, great wine lists. That was all just a no-brainer. So I don't need the pop package anymore. I don't drink pop. So like I say, I would order it for the water, but I just didn't need it. So I, we, we learned a lot. I'd rather have spent that $8 a day or whatever it was on having um, a nice glass of champagne before dinner or something like that. Shore excursions, they're there. If you've never been to the islands, there's things you're going to want to see, but I did them last time, 22 years ago. Didn't need them to do them again. Keith and I are pool people. We're beach people. We're winophiles. We're foodies. Okay? And we enjoy entertainment. Music of any sort. So, we're happy if those needs are met. What are your needs? And you know I talk about this all the time, about knowing yourself and being aware. You know, there's more to it than just your relationships and your business. If you want great vacations and you want to enjoy your life, awareness of who you are as a person will help you make better choices. Now, did we do okay? You betcha. But there's lots of things I regret still. There's lots of things on the vacation I thought I wish I'd known in advance or I'd done differently. I just make notes. I in like right on my iPhone. You know, I had my iPhone with me because I've got the brand new one with the better camera. And the iPhone SE. So not this not the new fancy one, but the SE has the innards of the iPhone 7 the top of the line iPhone 7. And that's what I wanted. I wanted the better camera. I think I talked about that once before. And so I just put it in airplane mode, turned off turned off my roaming and used it as a calendar and a camera for the entire trip and it was great. And I just created an uh, a notes for for cruising and started making notes about things to do and not to do for next time. So cuz you know, I'm not going to remember a year from now. I'm going to pack this time next year and go Did I wear that? Did I need to pack that? Screw that, it's in my notes, so make notes. So I think that's about all I can share with you, is, uh, is just know what you want, and then decide from there where to go. We talked to everyone that would talk to us. Anyone that wants to chat, we asked them about what cruise lines they had been on, what they liked best about other cruise lines, what they liked best about this, that, and the next thing. Everyone told us not to judge um, Royal Caribbean by the food on this particular cruise. We had a, no, numerous people, not just one or two, numerous people were die-hard Royal Caribbean travelers, and they definitely felt the food on this cruise was substandard compared to what they're used to. But I just think there's only so much they can do with 6,000 people. And there's just so much waste. It's appalling. It's, it's such a shame. The fact that they can even do it is crazy. But the inside cabins, if you're budget conscious, are brilliant. They're big and they're beautiful. So we did that and uh, decided that we would like a cabin with a balcony next time because it was, like I say, with the deals they gave us, we got it for the same price. And the cabin was big. It had a sitting area. The bathroom was wonderful. My husband's six foot four, so he had no problem. We enjoyed it. But when you're a West Coaster on the East Coast, 
in that pitch black room, it is really easy to sleep way too late in the morning because you just there's nothing to wake you up. Really, you don't even really hear anything. We're at the front of the ship. It was super quiet. So unless our steward was yelling down the hallway at someone, and that's usually what woke me up, wasn't much that did. So I prefer a bit of light. But the cabin was beautiful. We just didn't spend a lot of time in at this particular time. I like the balcony to be able to stand out there or to have breakfast on it sometimes in the morning. So whatever. Again, know yourself. If that's not where you want to spend money, then don't do it. Go inside, large stateroom. It's so worth the money and get your drink package instead of spending the extra three or $400 to have the balcony. So there's lots and lots of ways for you to, to work within your own budget and, uh, and, and have a fabulous vacation and do what you, and do what you want. All right. Have a great day, everyone. If you have any questions for me, you can always email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com or catch me on Twitter at livingwellite. Catch you on the flip side, everyone. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.